Welcome back to the Last Prepper Standing Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my man, Vital Points 55. How's it going, brother? I'm good. How you feeling, man? Thanks for having me on again. Always a pleasure. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting, man. It's like this 2024. I think we all are anticipating some something to drop, and it's kind of slowly creeping around and forming on the outside, and it just kind of feels like it's any minute now. That things are going to pop off. Well, these little micro things just keep on happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's nonstop. And for me personally, what what upsets me is that how they just push it off like nothing. You know, there's no accountability by anyone. And, and that's I think that's one of the biggest problems. There's no accountability. They just push everything off as, hey, don't worry about it. It's, that's just a part of how it is. And it's just a part of how it is, right? And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the continued crime, the continued uh, just kind of, I guess, what, slow fall of the republic might be a good way to put it. Uh, I, I wouldn't say slow, but <laughs> definitely falling. <laughs> yeah, definitely falling. I mean, the, the rising crime is ridiculous. I got I got sent a, a video. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, and they call it Bippin' out there. Do you know what Bippin' is? Nah. So Bippin' is where they go and they break into people's cars and they just steal shit out of it. I they, try to, they try to target like tourists and stuff, but they kind of get everybody. Yeah. But they, my buddy sent this rap song about it. And the whole rap video is the people who are actually doing the bipping, like recording themselves doing it for the music video. Yeah. So it, it's just <laughs> wild to me that like it, it's one thing to be doing that, but then not like like. You're making a music video about you doing a it's, crime. That, You're doing the crime, yeah. and then nobody even cares. Nobody's in trouble. Yeah. Um. There's another guy that does it with the scamming too, which is you know that's <laughs> they they could get access to a lot more things. You know, as far as like digital signatures and different things with cars. But I do want to point out in those um in those bipping cases, they do use a little po uh, punch in some of them where you could break the glass out. Oh yeah, it's part of the rap song. They got they talk about the punch they use. They used to use the spark plugs. Oh, uh, um, the way I heard it, that's an old school one. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the way I understand, you can't even buy uh, some of those. Like they got a little list. They have to like write down who's buying the spark plugs in the city. I don't know why wow. they're even creating a list or making it difficult for people to buy them. It's not like they're going to do anything once they catch them. Right. Right. right? <laughs> it's just it's just nonsense. So we're we were going to talk about the rise in crime and all that. So that came across almost right after you mentioned that's what you wanted to talk on the podcast and it's just you know i hear stories from back home and i'll see a little thing starting to creep in where i'm at here in east texas and that's what everybody does man they just chalk it up to oh it's just how it is now right yeah it's just <laughs> how it is now <laughs> right right <laughs> no matter what it is that's how it is but what i would say is you know from when you hear these stories you take their tactics or you learn what they're doing you know to counter it or Maybe at some point you might have to use it for yourself. So those little punch things, those are great to have in a car too. If you get in an accident and you need to get out the window, you know? Um, so always for me, it's like, all right, what they're doing, what, uh, what, what tactics are they using? What kind of, you know, what are they exactly doing? And learn how to counter it or also use it for ourselves. Yeah, figure out how to apply it to your life. Now, though, now that's kind of funny because I, I roll around with uh, the window punch. I actually have um, I switched cars recently, so 
as we're saying that, I'm thinking about, man, did I actually move all of them over? Because I'll have <laughs> right. I'll have about like two to three on me at a time. Right. I'll have the little keychain one. Okay. I'll have one in the center console and then one above my visor. Right. Because if you're in an accident, you don't know how you're going to be pinned in or what right. your ability is to be able to get to that window punch. And, you know, I see a lot of people just throw a window punch into their vehicle and, and that's it. Right. You get in the an accident and you might be staring there looking at it and never be able to reach it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That redundancy definitely helps. <laughs> right. Now what um what caught your attention in terms of the rise of crime or what's something that's really got you focused right now? Right now, well the the most recent was um <laughs> I mean he he clearly you know he, he geared up and he looked like just regular pants but he did something where he was able to take those 49 iPhones from the store. Did you see that? He walked through no. the, he went through the store and he just kept dropping them down his pants. I'm like, man, he must have taped up the legs, you know, so it wouldn't slide out, whatever it was. And he walked out, and I don't know the whole stories. It was just it was like two police cars in the front. I believe he got arrested later. I don't know if he got arrested immediately, but everybody just looked at him, recorded 49 iPhones down. I think they said the total was like 49,000, something roughly like that. Yeah, you figure they're about a thousand bucks each, right? Right. Oh man. No yeah. But um just the 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 brazen ones like that, where you know those will continue to happen and it affects the store quickly. You know, it's like that happens a couple of times. They start wondering, do we need to keep the store open? And the people in that area, they're affected. But also arising the crime of, you know, um uninvited guests in this country right now. <laughs> so um and not to go too much in detail about that, but you could clearly see where it's going to go because it's a lot of people and a no accountability or checks on who, who they are. You know, we have a lot of crazy people already here. So it's, I think with that, you know, it's only going to be so much food to eat and it's survival of the fittest. So generally when stuff like that happens, people start banding together and helping each other out. So more organization. And then as it gets organized, then it really gets crazy. Right now, you know, people are still figuring out what they could get by with. You know, that's what I think is happening right now. Right. And then you're adding a, adding the influx of these illegal immigrants or aliens. Or I've been getting so tongue-tied with <laughs> say, what trying to say, figure right? out I say, exactly how to call them. Because, I mean, most of the mainstream media, it doesn't matter what side they're on, they're talking about it like it's an immigration issue. When, right. you know, we're, we're roughly the same age. I think growing up, we always imagined, you know, the immigration issue and the borders kind of open. Right. But it was actually like our really, you know, our North American brothers from the, from the South. Right. It wasn't people from the Sudan. It wasn't from people from Kenya. It wasn't people from China right. and they weren't, they, you know, no, I don't think any of those guys are coming here to help in the agricultural industry or in <laughs> the construction industry, or right. maybe, you know, any of that right. type of stuff, which I think is the, the illegal, uh, illegal migration that we grew up on. It's a very different thing now. And I think part of the psyop and the mind control is they try to make you think it's the thing that they they condition you to be okay with for decades, right? Which is you know it, it's it's like it's kind of hard to talk about it because it's so unreal. Because when you think about nine eleven, right? Nine eleven that changed the world. No, not not just our country, but the world on how like wow, that's an attack. But prior to that. 
the terrorists, that was in 1993. They tried to drop the towers prior to that. Remember? They had drove some vans and they went to some of the um by set up by the team. They just try to do it like uh real engineering type. Like this is this is if we if we blow up right here, we're gonna drop one tower and it's gonna collapse and hit the other tower. That's what they was that's what they had going on. Um, and then we got hit with 9-11. So that was the whole thing was with you know terrorists, where if you think about it, and I might be wrong, you don't really hear the term terrorist as much, right? And Not at like, all. Right. <laughs> okay. So so it, it's like how they just they, they tell you how to be okay with things the same way they start switching up terminology. But I, I, I think about 9-11 because you how can you not think about 9-11? And it was like, all right, well, it's a, a very simple thing. And it's one thing if you say you act like it's not happening and you just keep turning your head. But when you just <laughs> yeah. Oh, almost step back on that one because it 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 gets so frustrating where you're just like you disrespect the people so bad to the point where you, you treat us like nothing where we can't see what's happening, you know? Right. And I think one thing maybe maybe it's kind of what you're working on touching on, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when when they just open the borders like this, it kind of devalues our citizenship. Oh and and, and we're right. like second class citizens in our own country. Right. And, we're, and we're being treated, um, you know, me and you, I, I highly doubt me or you could walk into any store and steal one phone, let alone 49 of them. <laughs> right. I, I highly doubt that me and you could could just be walking around and sleep wherever we want, stay wherever we want, because it would be kind of like some reverse profile. And they'd be like, wait, you don't fit the profile. Right. You can't do this. <laughs> Right? right. Like, no, right. you're not allowed to do crimes, bro. You seem put together. That, that's for everybody else. You get to do that. Uh, we're going to take you to jail. We're going to run you through the court. We're going to do all this stuff. And you're actually going to have to have a consequence. These other guys, you know, when they break the law, we're going to give them a court date way far out in advance. We'll make sure, sure they get want. some diversion program, all right. this other stuff. But you, you're going to, we're going to come down with the full force of the law on you. So you got right. the, Mike, the, the illegal immigration or illegal border crossings going on that, that devalues our citizenship. You see, that's like kind of the low end of, of society and not, not to say that they're low end people, but that's kind of like a low end measure, I would say, right. In terms of crime, just coming across the border illegally. And then you flip it on the other side to the high end of crimes. And we talked a little bit about this where they're just saying, Hey, he, he's he, Biden's uh, he's good enough to be commander in chief, but, and he broke some laws and stuff, but he's too old for us to prosecute him. So it's like you could get away with it if you're on the high end. You could get away with it if you're on the low end. But if you're right in the middle, fuck you, you're going to be in right. trouble. Right, right. So, yeah. So um, <laughs> and, and I think for me, too, you know, what makes me so uh, frustrated about everything is because I grew up and I, I could say we pretty, pretty much same values where it's just like, you know, this was the way it is. And you follow a certain method, and this is how it works. Like I was thinking about somebody said something about uh Ellis Island the other other day. I like Ellis Island, <laughs> you know, or Statue of Liberty, you know, little things that meant a lot you never even hear about now. And I like you said, I don't I don't I don't devalue anyone's life or say they're less than me for whatever reason, because I don't hold anything against somebody trying to get a better opportunity. I look at 
who's who's facilitating it, you know, on a bigger scale. But now if you're over here and you're doing something, you're doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong, period, then clearly you're wrong. But who's facilitating these things? And it's just like, wow, it, it gets so dangerous now to even mention who you think it is that I've seen um, people in the media who's pretty powerful just get shut down for pointing the finger in the right direction or step overstepping their bounds and trying to go see people they shouldn't see, you know, <laughs> it gets a right. And, that, it gets and, that, a and, what is, and what is that? That's like curtailing our free speech. So, right. so we're continuing to lose rights. We're continuing to have, to me, when you're losing a right, that's a rising crime. Right. That, 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 that's a crime in and of itself is when you're taking citizens rights away. And again, right. they're devaluing our citizenship by not letting us, talk about what we want to talk about by keeping the public willfully uninformed. Um, I, we know the interview you're talking about. I mean, amazing. Would you have ever thought that um, he was that smart? Right. <laughs> you know, I've learned that unless you spoke to somebody, you have no idea what they're thinking because I spoke to some, and I think we all have done it where, you know, you start speaking to somebody and you're just like, wow, this person is like amazing or whatever it is. And you would have never thought about it by just meeting them or just interacting with them. So yeah, I, I don't put it past anybody. Yeah. That, that, that really caught my attention, that whole interview. And they got another big one coming right behind that. They, they said that uh, he interviewed Snowden while he was out there, which was another, another oh, case yeah. where, yeah, that's that's what they're saying. Well, he was over there. He interviewed Snowden. It's going to drop soon. Uh, no, that's kind of the little rumor going on right right now. But that's another. That was like that was kind of the start of this in a way. Is the the for a lot of people finding out about the major corruption on the high levels is when Snowden basically told oh. us that everything we do is being recorded. Right. <laughs> Period. And that was what year? Like, oh, <laughs> I gotta check. I mean, that was years ago. Right. That. I mean, that was. I mean, they put that whole infrastructure out there because of the terrorists in 9-11 and they were right. just collect, collecting all the data yeah. and and we lost all our rights then. So it, it's just getting crazier and crazier as we go. I mean, what, what did you think about the whole thing with the, with Biden and them deciding not to prosecute him? Are you oh. amazed by that? <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to drink a little water real quick first. <laughs> yeah. Biden, um, yeah, we know he's a puppet, right? I would say for the most part, like, is he really running things? Yeah, clearly not. But um, with his papers and everything, this administration, I mean, and, and it's, this is this is how I see it. And correct me if I'm wrong. They have done nothing wrong. They have never accepted any responsibility. And that's just the way they do things. And everyone else seemed to accept it, too, for the most part. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a, a deny, deny, deny. And then. Uh, cover story, cover story, cover story. It just we could point the finger at Biden all we want, but he's not. You know, I mean, what is he really doing? He's just doing what he's told. It's the people that supporting him. So I, I think that's the big problem. And then when they they threw him under the bus, I was really surprised when they was like something about his mental health. I was like, y'all said something wrong with him. Like, cause you make him to be perfect, you know. And it's fine that if you make a mistake as a person, as a leader, you should be like, oh, my mistake. You know, we, we we chose the wrong target and, you know, we're going to, you know, whatever. And, and at least own up to it. Right. Because we're people and we could uh, respect that. But if you're never wrong and all you could ever do is point your finger in the other direction, like anything. Nope. It's those guys, those guys that keep calling them names and making new names. And it's just like, wow, it, it, it's, it's amazing how 
we could look at a, a country like America where we got 300 over 300 million people. If we said we had qualified candidates for a president, would you say a thousand people would be a good number? Oh, like minimum. Right, right. That that's nothing, right? But yet for some reason we only stuck on two people. Like I get it. I understand why people feel a way for either one, but still, it no one even that third party person barely has any way to to you know shine because they can't spend money to go to every state. It's a it's a real flawed system, man, you know. Yeah, the two, the two, the the two party like uh, the duopoly of the system, uh-huh. and, and they're they're really in cahoots together. I was trying to, because I'm really on the fence about voting, right? Right. And part I, of what we want, part part of what we wanted to talk about was like the rise in crime and trying to get get family members on board. Yeah. And yes. with, with prepping and being prepared, and I definitely think that one of the biggest preparations that we could take is to take back politics. Oh yeah, as a whole and as a country, and getting family and friends on board with that. I was trying to explain, you know, these people. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but my my son thought the interview was really interesting. Joe Rogan had Aaron Rodgers on the podcast, uh-uh. and one of the things they talked about, and my son said, "That's crazy. Like, I can't believe they're allowed to do that." I'm like, "Man, I've told you this before, but it's you know they never hear dad, right? They they catch it when Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan are talking about it." But I said, yeah. "He said I can't, I can't believe that they're they're really allowed the Congress and all them really pass laws that they're allowed to insider trade." Oh, I said, "Yeah, that's why I told you. You want to get stupid rich? They'll never tell you in school. Become a politician. Right. <laughs> figure out figure out how you could get to that level. Then you could just make make laws and vote in, uh, make laws that benefit certain companies. And you know that's going to happen. And right. you could buy stock in that company. I mean, Nancy uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh... greater than Warren Buffett. She's the greatest stock <laughs> trader in history. And they were talking about that on the on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Uh, him and Aaron, him and Aaron Rodgers." And it was just like this light bulb to light bulb went off my son's head, even though I've talked to him about it before. But it, it's just to me, that's the problem. And, right. and we don't ever talk about it. You have this duopoly. You have these 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 crooks who that's the rise in crime. You know, we get really focused on the border and the bipping and yeah. people stealing stuff. But, man, they're, they're fleecing us for trillions of dollars yes. every single day. Yes. Oh, I wanted to mention you heard about the New York City. With the um the uninvited guest, he had a he had a pistol. I believe he shot a security guard, hit an innocent bystander, and he I believe he also fired at police officers. He was 15 years old. Oh, this is the one who got out and was flipping everyone off. Oh no no no, that was something different. They they they, oh. they was just fighting. He had a this guy. He was 15. He had a pistol. So my question for that one was. Did he bring it? Did he bring the pistol with him? <laughs> right. And across across state lines, or you know, did he acquire it while he got to the states? That would be a good. That's a good question. I would like to know. You know, like because if right. if, if the board is open, like they say, right? Because hey, I haven't been there. I know I saw videos, but if it's open like they say and everything's happening like they say, I mean, you coming in with anything? I mean, you could come in with uh with uh all type of exotic animals and. Mess up our <laughs> ecosystem. It looks like a lot of little things you could just really do to damage people and sabotage. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen. Um, we t- I talked about it inside the Preppers Club. Um, I kind of asked people if they've seen it, but I that you know that's funny. People might think that's a little bit of a joke, but destroying the ecosystem that could be a real thing. Oh, yeah. And one of the things one of the things I was talking about was on a lot of local news outlets, and they're kind of like 
all over the place, you're seeing this rise in measles, right? So I kind of looked at the areas um, where it was happening. These areas just happened to coincide with where they're shipping a lot of the people who are who are coming across the border illegally. Right. So they're bringing they're bringing disease, and, and they're bringing they could bring animals, they could bring. Um, invasive bugs and species that can right. completely destroy a lot of stuff and you never think about it especially since they're coming from like a world stage right right i think it might be a little easier you know we might not be as in much danger with uh with people coming from our hemisphere and from our southern border bringing anything in that's too invasive but when you got people from china you got people from africa you got people from all over the globe now right like i don't know if you've seen any of the documentaries or any of the breakdowns oh, yeah. yeah how people are even getting up here from from which is just an amazing journey it would be it like that man you talk about uh, uh winning a pulitzer prize or some good real journalism somebody to follow one of those people along the journey the whole journey from from china to mexico to across the border would be some wild wild stuff to watch right right <laughs> but that's that's where you uh you know the last leak theory with with the vid isn't even uh even isn't even disputed anymore right right so it came over here from that but you could bring other diseases over here very easily and we could be in a repeat of that but this time for real with a real a real thing right not weaponized flu you know right and you got to think about just the transmission of different um diseases and viruses just that trip alone is going to increase it because you could very well be a very healthy person, but amongst that trip, you know, you, you your sanitation is not the same. You know, you're not going to be able to, you know, clean up the same way. Then you also expose other people than the food. So by the time you come in, you could be, you know, all type of things that 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 you brought over or you just acquired during that trip alone. But you right. right, and a lot of people don't make the whole journey because they do get yeah. sick and die along the way. And and that to me is one of the sadder parts of all this and not like, you know, I said earlier, you know, I don't, I don't try to degrade anyone trying to come here for a better life. And right. I think some of them are coming here for more nefarious purposes, a hundred percent. Right. But either way, you know, you, you see some of the people who are in these interviews with people who are going down to the border interviewing them, who you could tell in their heart, they've been sold a bill of goods. They've been sold this American yeah. dream and to come here and, and it's going to, they're going to have a better life. They're going to be able to have more access to stuff that, than they had in their country. Right. Um, which, which is, which is uh, a silver lining to that is around the world. It's very clear that, you know, that ideal of American dream is still out there. Right. It might it might feel a little dead to us, but it's still it's still perpetuated enough out there to put people in high risk situations to, to put their lives on the line and come over here. But the sad thing about it to me is the humanitarian crisis that's going on. You get these bleeding heart liberals who say that they care about people and they want to take care of people. Well, like you mentioned earlier, the Ellis Island, there could be a very formulaic, safe a decent way to right. bring people into this country, but they're actually choosing to have it happen in the, the most illegal dehumanizing, denigrating way possible. Right. Which just blows my mind. Right. And to take the resources again, not there for them, you know, it, it was reported that they're again, all type of incentives to come to America. They get in maps, they get in checkoff points, they get in, um, pick up rendezvous and we're going to take you over there. And, you know, 
they're getting mapped out everything on how to get to America, how to get the benefits. And different countries, you know, do it for their people or they have different uh, organizations that go and help them. That's what they're saying, right? Again. Right. Yeah, yeah the, NG the NGOs kind of have a little uh, checkpoint and rally points. It's almost like a, like a, a big a big race where you have checkpoints and you can go refuel and get right. resupplied and then continue the race. Right. Right. So, um, it, the powers of be knows it's happening and they're allowing it. So it's for a reason. <laughs> right. But, and then, you know, the things like everybody was real excited that Abbott did what he, he did. Right? right. But I think it was a little bit of political theater. I think it was a little <laughs> bit of political shows because, you know, you just mentioned right now, if there's there's the NGOs, these good these organizations that are happening helping these people, right? These non-government uh, organizations, right? Yeah. If there was an organization by 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 the what they call themselves, a literal organization, right? Uh -huh. So if people are organizing to help people break a law, which is crossing <laughs> somebody's border, right. wouldn't that organization be considered maybe a terrorist organization? Well, no, because they just got to redefine the name of what they're doing or the act of what they're doing. And then it's no longer a crime. That's how it works. Right. Now. Oh, hey, no, dude, we're, we're not a terrorist organization. Right. We're a non-governmental organization. Right. We're right. Right. only helping supply people come across your border. Right. Don't worry about it. Right. I mean, to me, there's just some silly ways that you can wrap this whole thing up very quickly. Yeah. Like, all right. Your terrorist organization, your terrorist organization, everybody who works right. with you is arrested. Everybody who's helped funded, funded you may not be arrested, but they're going to be under investigation. And we're going to figure out exactly how much uh, trouble and how far we're going to prosecute them. You know, because you're going to have some people who are like, hey, I donated 10 bucks to that organization. I thought I was helping uh, people struggling. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe we let you go. But then you have the other people who's like, hey, I really want to uh, supply these people to this city to help my manufacturing company or whatever it is. Okay. You're you're part of the problem. You're going to jail. And there's a lot of easier ways to wrap this up, and that's that's why I always say there there's the solutions to these pro problems are so um, easy. The fact that they're not done is what proves to us that there's evil cartels manufacturing these situations. Yeah, a lot a lot of things that's definitely out of our control. <laughs> um, you know, we could only deal with the things that that we have control over to, you know, to a certain extent. Take that information on what's happening and what we're gonna do to survive. So, right now, what yeah. are we gonna do to survive? What is one of the things that, with this rise in crime, has you tweaked anything in your life to get you more prepared because of the rise in crime? Well, daily train, you know, train as much as possible, whether, you know, you're hitting the gym or you're doing some calisthenics at home or you're doing some dry fire drills, you know, check that out. Um, definitely keeping on top of the latest crime trends and what's happening, because, you know, as a, a crime trend starts happening, it's you you're in a position to, to counter it now. It's like the key situation where you could take the USB chargers and, you know, start your Kia up. <laughs> you heard about those? I have the Kia boys. Yeah. So, you know, things like that, you know, you might, might want to consider getting another vehicle or adding another, you know, uh, uh, theft deterrent on your Kia or something, you know, or park it somewhere else. So I try to keep up on what, what's happening as far as crime. And then, you know, definitely the cyber, you know, they got this, oh, they have a new threat issued. You don't do this with your phone or your, or your computer. They're trying to stay on top of the trends and, see what they're doing and 
definitely just, you know, try to counter it or stay on top of it. Right. That's, I, I, I think what you touched on real quick was the uh, calisthenics and working out, right? Yes. I, I've been really focused on that because you're seeing, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm trying to get on it because you see these people who just get blindsided and getting oh. mugged. Oh. Like, yeah. if you're not, let's just say you don't even prevent the mugging, right? Right. But you're, you're out of shape and you get jumped and you get somebody who just mugs you. I mean, you're going to be hurting for a while. At the very yeah. least, even if you're not able to defend yourself, you're going to bounce back quicker. Right. from an event like that from just being in better shape but you definitely want to be able to defend yourself and you want to you want to look a little bit like a, a harder target yes if that makes sense if you look like you're in shape you look like you could defend yourself right the chances of you getting attacked are going to dramatically oh, yeah. decrease like one of the things i've been doing um and I, I there's not like a big rise in crime in my area but i've definitely noticed uh the potential for it seems a little higher a lot of uh a lot more people just kind of like hanging around doing nothing oh. than i've ever seen <laughs> like it's like in parking lots i never used to see that before really? see, yeah i never used to see in this area where there was just like a huge group of kids all just hanging around their cars you know openly drinking stuff like that i never really saw that a whole lot until recently yeah so now now to me i'm like man i need to be paying a little bit more attention as i'm walking through these parking lots so it's yeah. you know it's phone down head up always ear ear Air ear pods out. Right. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll leave them in, but they're off. Right. Just to to, and I, I kind of have mixed feelings about whether that's a good strategy or not because they might not think I could hear them, but I also don't want people to talk to me. If that makes sense. <laughs> so, so I'm right. like I'm like really on the fence about whether it's a good strategy or not. I've been I've been trying to debate that one. So sometimes I'll take them out. Sometimes I'll keep them well, in. But I'm definitely paying way more attention to what's going on around me. Like. Even today, I parked in the, you know, because I don't recommend this for, um, I recommend that women and, and people who may have trouble defending themselves park as close to the building as possible. I personally like to park a little further away Same. just to have a better vantage point of what's going on. Yeah, I think but I also feel like I could defend myself better. I think, I think women should park as close as the building as possible. Younger people, people, older people, just so they can get in and out, and they don't have to right. to be blocked in by vehicles or have any hazards that that somebody could use against them to pin them in. Right. Per personally. Right. But I've been making sure that I take the time to back into spaces oh. more so I can pull out <laughs> forward. Yep. And just little things like that. Um, I've been making sure that I'm pretty bad about it too. I've been trying to make sure that I don't leave belongings showing in my car as much. Yes. So just, just to protect myself a little bit more. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on a podcast a little while ago, but I had to give my wife a heads up about uh, people have been targeting uh, the challengers and she has a challenger. Oh. I said, Hey, you need to really be paying attention to, to who's following you out of the store. What? Who leaves, who leaves when you leave? You mean, what's going uh, on? you mean carjacking or something specific from the car? No, oh, like carjacking. A lot of people have oh. been carjacking and the, the yeah. challengers are kind of a big target for it. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about maybe even potentially getting her a different vehicle just because of that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. You know, it, it's nice to have nice stuff, but unfortunately, other people don't know how to act. <laughs> right. And that and that and that's what, uh, where it goes, too, is making yourself less of a target. You can be just in the way you dress. Yeah. And what you're doing, you know, if you don't. You don't look like you got nothing worth robbing. You probably ain't going to get robbed. Right. <laughs> Chances are less. <laughs> right. Now, what else? What else? Has, what else is like kind of had you making some moves? Um, other than uh, other than uh, the, um, just watching what's happening with the 
with all the uninvited guests and, you know, also checking neighborhood. Oh, what I should say is I've been on, on my Baofeng a little more and just listening to, like, the local first responders. You can't get, like, the the police and such. But um, it's just interesting to see, you know, cardiac uh, issue. They're, they're sending out an ambulance, you know, some situations that might send out a squad car and seeing how they respond. But also, I just want to open up my communications where I could just listen and monitor more things happening. I'm just kind of nerdy like that. <laughs> right. Hey, information is information is power. I keep that bail thing with me, too. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll turn it on sometimes when we're like, there's un unforeseen traffic. Yes. And I try to get an idea like, hey, are they is this going to be a while? Is this right. an accident? What's going on? Sometimes I'll just turn it on and just, just to kind of get it. Like you hear the sirens go by real quick. Hey, let me turn this on real quick. Let me see what's happening. Right. I, I get you, man. That's kind of fun to do. Right. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, so other people like, huh? You know, they don't get it. <laughs> but um, also, um, I was going to say is because I know it's raining down here today. And, you know, I shot a video on it earlier. It was just, you know, about, you know, setting deadlines. And that's my, I really have to work better at that because when I do set the deadlines, it's, it's great and I achieve it. But I'm saying deadline on projects, like I really need something as far as uh, being able to catch water and reuse, repurpose and reuse it for my garden. So, you know, I set a deadline on that and I'm going to work on that. Um, but deadline setting, you know, I think is real key when it comes to the survival biz, survivalist because there's so many things we want to do, right? And we, we can't do it all at the same time. <laughs> so definitely not. Hey, uh, sometimes just getting caught in between different things. It's just like, man, I need to finish that one first. Or certain um items you feel like I better purchase this now because it's gonna be harder to attain, you know? Or I need to buy a bulk of this now because it's it's about to go up in price. And just kind of, you know, figuring out prioritizing what needs to get purchased and what needs, you know, to get, you know, completed first. Exactly, man. I, and I was working with a timeline for, for quite some years, the mission 2024. Right. I felt, you know, I mean, I launched that like in, in 2015 because I really felt well, we were going to be out here when, and we're here now, which is wild to think about for me to be so focused on something for so long. I've actually lost a little bit of direction. Yeah. And, and you're right. You have to have that direction. You have to have those goals. You have to have those deadlines. So, you know, I, in 2015, I set out a pretty far deadline um, for, I thought come 2024, um, everything would be harder to purchase. Right. The ability to get things would be a little bit tougher. I thought we were going to be in this window where it would never be easier to prep then than it would be will, will be after 2024. And I kind of feel like I was right. Right. <laughs> I mean, like you, you think about all the stuff that you could have bought in 2015, how or 20 at any point, really, even 2020 a little bit, 2022, right. 2023, it started to creep up. But if you had really um started in 2015 and started oh. checking off some of those lists yeah i mean man how much how much has food prices changed since then right right and that's you know that's one of the cool things right now i just uh i don't know if you got a chance to see it but i got a little it's it's not a and i, I throw this out there because i think a lot of people um are not super psyched on it. I know I'm, it kind of turns me off sometimes, but it's not an affiliate program. I'm just working with American reserves. Oh, I see like, it would be cool. It would be cool if everybody could go use my link um, just so they know I'm sending them traffic, but it's not an affiliate program. We're just working together to get people long-term storable food. And in my partnership with them, it prompted me to go back and check some of the long-term storable food that I had already purchased. Right. And amazingly enough, I've been doing this a long time. Some of those expiration dates 
on these 25 year shelf life food is coming up. Really? So I got to get really, so I got to start reevaluating and thinking about what I'm going to do. And I'm even going to be increasing my long-term storable food because I'm right. at the point where I need to do that. But now I looked at some of the prices. I'm like, man, these prices on long-term storable food, even with the other company, um, even with American reserves, which I actually think the prices are pretty good um, compared to what's out there in the market. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, shameless plug, you do get a discount when you use the link, but right. um, okay. with that, with that food, um, it's never going to be cheaper. 25 years from now, 100%, that food is going to be more expensive right. to purchase for long-term storable food. And it's 100% going to be more uh, more expensive in the future um, at the grocery stores, right? Right. I don't think all these staples that we have, the price is 100% going to be more expensive tomorrow than it is today. Now, some of the stuff that I think is debatable, we talked about a little bit before this podcast, is like your, your electronics. Electronics prices might stabilize. You might they might be cheap. They might because they're mass produced, right? Right. But those staples and those things that are hard to uh, like, you can mass produce electronics pretty easily. They have a lot of recyclable electronics that go into the new electronics now, right? But there's no recyclable food per se. Right. Right. Like the food, the food's hard to produce. It's hard to manufacture. There's a lot of human labor and, and, and a lot of uh, moving parts just to get that stuff to your grocery store. So as the world becomes more expensive, the food's going to become more expensive. And that goes with the short term storable food, the long term storable food. Um, a lot of your prepping items that, that you need to survive are all going to get more expensive. You mentioned uh, water storage. I don't know if you saw it inside the Preppers Club. I posted a um, picture of the five gallon drum tower that we have and some of the water <laughs> storage, right? Stack them high. Th- those, man, the a five gallon empty jug of water was it, on Amazon. I shared a link to it. was $34. I used to get those things for like $10 a pop. Really? Yeah, I didn't wow. even know that they had gone up that much. It kind of threw me off a little bit. I felt like guilty even even putting a link to tell people you should go buy this. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's expensive. Right. Like these things, like you used to be able to maybe get one free here and there. I, I was anyways, just the little five-gallon drums at work. They're like, oh, we're going to switch to a different water company. You can take some of those home if you want. Okay, cool, thanks. Right. You know what I mean? It's, but the... Um, just the expense of everything is going up. The 55 gallon drums, I'm about to, you saw, you talked about setting deadlines. I got to rotate the water in these 55 gallon drums. I have They're okay. a little, they're a little over a year old. Yeah. Um, even though I put the, um, the tablets, the tablets and stuff in there, it's just at that point, I just, I just need to dump it and refill it. Right. Gotcha. So I, I wanted more? to look at, I'm sorry. Are those- oh, we got a robot thing going on. I said, although the uh, the ones you have, are those the blue ones? Yeah, the blue ones, right? So, okay. so I have um, I have like six of them, and I got a. I was thinking, like, man, I want to add a couple more, um, put put a couple at another location, and I went to look those up, and those are way expensive now versus what I got them for oh, yeah. five, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was. <laughs> it, They're like what eighty five a piece or something like that now. Yeah, and I got them for what those five gallon drums are going for now. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So it's it's tough, man, and that's what I was warning people about a long time ago. Is it's it's going to be increasingly tougher to prep as we get further into these controls that they're trying to put onto us. Um, yeah, it is. It it's definitely a marathon. It's not a race when it comes to prepping. Um, but I do want to point out those blue that that blue 
Remember the Hawaii wildfires, the Lahaina, when it pretty much burned out? Right. Um, one of the things that you know showed out was that color blue, anything that was that color blue as far as um house tops that was painted that color, whatever, it wasn't damaged. And right. You no, know, they said it was something that had to do with uh, with the spectrum, the light spectrum, and you know, DWs weapons. Just you know, just saying it's something that I've read, you know, that's you know, possible, right. possible or not, there you know. <laughs> very, very, very probable. We talked about it on uh, with actual activists on the on the podcast a couple episodes ago. He broke down some great knowledge on that, and, and that that's scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. But yeah, there's putting that out there, <laughs> man. So what? Uh, we were also going to talk about um, getting family prepared. You wanted to give some people some tips for that. I think that'd be a good way to kind of maybe wrap it up because we've talked about a lot um, in terms of the border and getting prepared, this rise in crime and what we could do as individuals to get prepared for that. But a lot of people seeing these increased prices to get prepped, a lot of people uh, feeling it's difficult to get prepped and difficult to get people to understand the importance of it. What would be some tips in, in kind of closing to give to people to, to work their family into this preparedness with them? Well, giving them the why. They have to know why. Because that's the first thing you ask Marty. They're going to respond, why? You know, we got to do this, why? Let them know the importance of what's really happening. And for some people, it just won't, it just won't, um, you know, to them. So you just got to kind of leave it alone. If you have a family, you know, it's, it's maybe two or three kids. Don't expect everybody to be like, you're right. Let's, you know, jump on. I think that's one of the first things. And not to take it personal, but still definitely have that mindset and still teach it to them, you know, without making it, you know, like a, it's a lesson. It's just like, hey, by the way, you know, you know, when you exit the house, you know, check both sides of the door first, you know, make sure we, you know, look through the window, whatever, you know, small thing it is and just start, you know, start taking it in more and, you know, start feeding them a little more, but also definitely have a basic like survival um, plan with them where, Hey, if this happens, we're pretty much staying in because, you know, bugging out, that's not an easy thing to do. So for the most part, I would just, you know, have that um, conversation with the family. Like, you know, if this happens and we have to stay in the house, you know, Try to reference any other, you know, natural disasters that y'all had and what y'all did and how y'all stuck together. Let, you know, let the family know that, hey, we're working together. You know, watch videos, watch movies and just come up with a, you know, start coming up with a plan. Um, there's lots of resources out there, but it's really that communication and giving them a good why and let them respond and you know, build together on it. Now, the build together, I think that's a good point, giving them the why. I think sometimes, especially when you're more invested into the idea of getting prepared, um, you, you kind of shut down other people's ideas that you're trying to get on board. So I think you should, like, you know, you give them the why and then say, hey, how do you want to approach this? Right. And then take some of their advice and input versus 
This is why. Right. This is what we're doing. Right. This is how we're going to do it. Because right. that turns people off to it. Yeah. You got to actually give them the why and then engage them in the process. I think that's what you're saying. I think that's a great, a great way to get someone on board is to let them kind of lead a little bit. Yes. They can lead, you know, let them lead you a little, even though it's your idea, it's your plan is what you want to right. do. Let them <laughs> right. kind of create it, take some ownership of it. Because when people have ownership of something, um, it, it means a lot more to them right. versus they're just kind of taking part of something. I got to do this because my husband's telling me I got to do this because yes. my dad's telling me there's no, there's no ownership to it. Right. That's a, that's a really good point because when you do you know, you may have like, you can be, it could be a situation where you're like, what would you do in this situation? You know what you would do already, but ask them and let them build on it. And it may not be the best answer, but just be like, yeah, that's pretty good. And, you know, let them feel good about themselves and be like, Hey, guess what? What I would have did was first make a phone call, then, you know, check outside, you know, whatever it is. But like you said, you know, you definitely don't want to always lead. Let them, you know, feel like they're accomplishing something as well. Let them give their input. Because after all, after at the end of the day, everybody wants to feel like, you know, they contributed something or appreciated. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, speaking of appreciated, I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, and, and doing this podcast with me, getting to kind of talk about the waterfront a little bit. So for people listening to this podcast, I'm going to leave a link in the bio um, to your page on Instagram. Is there anywhere else you want people to reach you? Um, right now, focusing on the Instagram, I put up my website um, and we're still tweaking it. And basically from there, we're going to do the survival consultation where you could give us a call and, you know, for five days, you know, we're going to go through a tense uh, format where you can learn and get yourself prepared. And people are like, why would I pay you? Is because if, if you're good and you're set, then you don't. Right. But most people it's it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a change. So I'm designing it for one week where, you know, you're going to get a text in the morning, you get a text in the afternoon. You know, we talk briefly in the night with different things and it's just like all right because after that after those five days that's where your mindset is you know whether you know 20 percent of your mindset is thinking about survival for the day and it's increasing daily but we want to have that set where it's drilled into you so it's a it's a it's, it's a second thought about survival then we follow up a month later so that's what i'm working on right now i like that and that is that and that's part of the Sims mindset you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Survival, information, motivation. Survival, that's what we have to do to continue to, to live in, right? Information, you know, that helps with the survival and the motivation. Because how many times, you know, I could tell you this week how many times I came home just dead tired from work. What motivates me? What's going to get me to that, you know, continue to do what I need to do? Or for anyone, what's going to get them to get up and go to the gym, get up and, you know, go cook, go clean. It, it's little things like that. So it's, it's, it's a life. It's a mindset. It is a mindset, man. And if you could, uh, I try to motivate people too. And I talk about like, that's why I really dig some of these stuff you put out because that motivation and that mindset, uh, you're, that's really a survival skill. Absolutely. And, you, and people, people forget about that. I don't think that's 
talked about enough in the prepping community. That's two things I'm going to be really focusing on is like the fitness definitely not talked about enough in the, in the survival community. Right. Um, I don't know if you want to, if you want to hop in, feel free, feel free to, to post all this stuff inside the preppers club. Yeah, man. Don't, I mean, don't yeah. be, don't be shy to use that platform. But one thing that's going on in there is pretty cool is we got a, a cool little group of guys and we're posting our workouts and motivating our, each other to just be a little bit more fit for everybody. And, and you get that, you get that daily motivation. You get that mindset. Um, it's, it's going to get you through to survive too. Cause if you're weak minded and you don't have any motivation, it's going to be pretty easy just to tap out in a survival situation and, and say, you know what? Y'all just go on down the road without me. Yes. <laughs> right. 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 But yeah, we'll get a, we'll get that out on uh, when the podcast comes out, I'm going to tag you. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I post all the links inside the description here um, for everybody listening to the podcast, everybody following along on Instagram, all that stuff. If you're not, following vital points you're missing out on some vital points you know what i mean so make make sure to give him a follow make sure to uh check out the information that he's doing brother thank you for coming on the podcast pleasure. Uh, especially on super bowl sunday i don't know if you're gonna watch you're gonna watch yeah i'm, I'm gonna turn it on whatever happens either way it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's entertainment for me so I, it's no biggie i'm not betting any money <laughs> right okay yeah i i thought i saw somewhere you're rooting for taylor swift Oh no, no, I <laughs> that wasn't you. I, I might have said that because she got um I think her number is 13, and that's um one of my that the number of my route. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna brace this 13 number. Everybody's scared of this <laughs> number, man. Like for real. <laughs> I like I like it. I think uh I, I know some people in the prepping community get real mad and real upset if you if you you delve into delve into any of the bread and circus, but oh. I'm gonna definitely have it on. Gotta enjoy life. Gotta enjoy life. Oh, I gotta enjoy life. I know. I think it's. I think some people take it a little too serious. I. I know it's a psyop. I know. Yeah. I know that there's well, a lot of. That. We know that. Though, I know right? there's a lot of goofiness <laughs> to it, but you know, I interact with these uh, the sheep every single day, so it helps to kind of know some sheep things. And at right. the end of the day, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, sports is still a little entertaining, even if it is just kind of mindlessness, which. You know, I think some people want to nerd out and, and be mindless watching an interview in Russia, and you could you could just be mindless and watch an inter, uh, watch a football game too. It's all good. Oh, I watch some WWE, right? It's all the same. Oh man, hey, don't get me wrong. I love me some wrestling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't get me wrong on that. I love me some wrestling. Right. The Rock slapped the taste out of Cody Rhodes' mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> I swear I had a clip on that. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyways, hey, you know this is a great way to end the show. I hope. If you made it this far in the podcast, uh, you're a real one for sure. And I hope you understand you got to you got to relax sometimes. You got to have fun sometimes. Yes. And this was fun. This was somewhat relaxing, even though we're talking about serious subjects. And that's what it is, man. We have a good balance of both things going on. That's right. That's right. Appreciate it again. Thanks again. Be safe. Huh? All right, brother. Thank you. All right now. Take care.